Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about leaving loot behind in Destiny and when I kind of think that should happen and how it should happen. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. That's typically when I have these hitting the feeds. Uh, so tune in. You can submit questions and be a part of the discussion. Uh, we appreciate it very, very much. If you're watching this on uh, YouTube, you can also hit the subscribe button and the like button. Uh, that's a really easy way to support my channel. First question is coming in from Odious Ragnus. I think this is from when I was doing some stuff earlier about can you forge any weapons in Bergusia? If I have a machine gun, can I forge it there? Yes. I would strongly encourage you uh, to do your powerful frames in Bergusia. They seem to be getting bigger jumps and bigger drops in power um, when you did them in Bergusia. And so if you're still trying to level up and you're doing your milestones and stuff, then I would strongly suggest you do your powerful frames there. Um, Now, it's not consistent. We had some weird drops, but most of the time I was doing my powerful frames in Bergusia, I was getting bigger jumps. Uh, Manic. That's okay about the question, Odious. That's actually good information for people listening to Q&A because a lot of people are trying to navigate leveling, and that's a good tip. Manic says, It would be good if they did what they did in D1 with the old raid weapons and made them exotics. I think that should be the only way they come back, uh, for example, with the Midnight Coup. Yeah, I don't necessarily know if I disagree with this. I just don't know if, if that would even be worth doing because, like, Fatebringer was mythical. I it just Midnight Coup is good, but you'd have to do... You'd have to make the exotic a little bit better than just, like... Yeah, it's got great aim assist and it's got Rampage and, and Outlaw on it. You know what I mean? You gotta swing a little bit harder at it. Bringing those back as exotics at that point in time in Destiny 1 kind of made sense because it was like we didn't have uh, elemental primaries anymore and so that was a way to get elemental primary now was that benefit really strong probably not I mean I, I don't think elemental primaries do that much in the game anyway even now all they really do is pop shields I think we could go back to having all of our weapons have an element on them because they don't really do anything in the game they just pop shields so it just feels like a really silly and not and not even a pronounced pain point it's just like an annoying pain point it's like oh match game or you know this guy's shield or whatever i could pop it a little bit quicker if my gun had an element and again i think that just leads to really really cool uh modifiers and stuff like prism and rainbow burns cuz it's like well you have all the, all your weapons can have a can have an element Leviathan says, what do you think is the reasoning for why Bungie doesn't leave loot behind? Laziness, community outcry, something else. I like using new weapons and armor. It's a new experience chasing, uh, chasing my, blah, blah, blah. my biggest issue is bringing back loot from previous game exotics. I think it's laziness. I don't think bringing back exotics is laziness. I don't like charging anybody that develops video games with laziness because the time that goes into projects and the passion and the, the hours, I just, I think charging them with laziness is ignorant and I always shut it down. I just don't think you can say it's lazy. Um, the exotics that are returning in this game are largely because they're in the lore. They're in the universe of destiny. They, having them still matter I think it's just part of the game now why do they let us keep our gear is that laziness no it's community outcry there is there for every person that's like 
leave behind the gear i want to chase new gear there's another person that's like no i disagree i think it's like a, it's I, I don't know if it's a 50 50 split but anytime this subject comes up i feel like man the community just goes right down the middle there are people that are like heck no let me keep my gear there are people that are like no man get rid of the gear what the frick this, you know this is this is this is this this is ridiculous you're letting us use gear for forever so I don't. Uh, I don't think it's as easy. I don't think it's as easy as some people might make it. You know, just, yeah, just get rid of it. I think there's a significant portion of the community that vocally say, "Don't you dare take my gear away." And so, Dark Fool Lono, do you think capping year one weapons levels would be a good way of doing this? Again, that's what that's what people have been arguing against and arguing for. I argued against it, people argued for it, the people that argued for it got their way, basically. Leaving them behind, leaving their power level there. Like, you don't delete the gun, like, you just you can't infuse it. The Listen, what really is the point in having power level increases if they don't serve, if they don't serve as an ethos shift in the weapons? You know? Here's the new power structure, here's the new stuff, and year one weapons can't go up to that new that those new power structures. Other than that, it just serves as a, as a as a hurdle between players and new content. You know, that's all that's all it ends up doing. It just but it just it's a hurdle between you and new content. Instead of being like a oh it 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 invalidates but also promotes the new the new stuff. It doesn't do that. It's not doing that. It's it's basically just again serving as a. As a, oh we did it. Sir, it serves as a as a as a hurdle to content rather than being like a this is a shift in tone and in the game. And listen, I, if you're going to defend bringing you know keeping year one gear, ninety nine percent of the year of year one gear is just is gone. No one uses it. People were basically defending Midnight Coup and Ikalos. Like let's just be honest. One barely one percent of the year one loot pool is is really why people cared. You know, it's like the, the we're all using we're nobody's nobody's using the banana nan anymore. Nobody's using any of those guns. Now I say nobody. Obviously, there are people that probably are, but generally speaking, year one weapons and year one armor are just completely and utterly left in the dust. And there's a handful that just override all the new stuff. Like I said, there's a big difference between lateral incentive and vertical incentive. And I feel like creating guns that are as good or close to being as good as like Midnight Coup and Ikalos, that's lateral incentive. You're basically saying you can move over here and it's basically the same. You're not as motivated to make a lateral change. An incentive, a vertical incentive, where you're like, these guns are the newer, stronger, primo stuff, well, that's when I think you're in a much much better place. Because it's like, that's far more motivating. That's a sense of power shift, that's a sense of newness. I can see a place for making powerful weapons convert to exotic instead of being legendary uh, and also being community obtainable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I could see that. I could see there being room for that in some places, Brosif. Yeah, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dig my heels in, in on it. I just think one of the limitations of this game's appeal right now is that you have to slog your way through crappy leveling, and then once you get on the other end of it, you're doing that so you can chase gear that is a lateral move, not a vertical move. I just, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna slowly infuse and level to chase gear that is a that's that's it's a it's a lateral move. You're not moving up. You're moving to the side. I just I don't think that's a very strong motivator. Rusty, I don't strongly disagree, but a big part of your argument relies on the failure that was year one, which resulted in only two good guns. Okay, that's a good point. Do you think your argument is as strong when comparing year two to a theoretically similarly strong loot pool in year three? Does my bygones need left behind in year three, or does Bungie need to make new and unique perks like pinnacle weapons? Okay, that's actually like a really good point, and I'm I'm thrilled that you made it, because I wasn't considering that. Okay, it's actually a really good argument. I still think you're going to run into limitations. Here's what I think would have happened. Okay, here's what I think would have happened. Um, is I think folks would have said, I have a god roll Mananan. I have a god roll this, god roll that. Like the perk pool didn't shift that much in Forsaken, right? Extra perk and a mod slot. But if you grinded for god rolls on all those cool... If I had a god roll old-fashioned, it'd be tough to take it away, right? I like the old-fashioned. So, I honestly think what you're saying gives more credence to my argument. Because if you could have been combing through that year one pool with random rolls and getting really, really, really nice pieces of gear, that would have been even more motivation to completely ignore... To completely ignore the new stuff because it'd been like I, I, it would have been more lateral moves. I have a god roll this or a god roll that. There were good year one gear uh, guns. The only reason Midnight Coon and Icolos are still relevant is because they had an extra perk. Well, right, yeah. I mean, Icolos has trench barrel and, and Midnight Coup has the, the the intrinsic, what is it, makes you fast, whatever it's called, lightweight. Um, I yeah I think I I think that what you said is a good thing to consider but I actually think it bolsters my argument more than it hurts it. I mean if you go into collections, okay? Uh go into collections. No, they actually have an extra perk, nothing intrinsic. What are you what are you talking about? What do you mean? So Icolos you're saying, oh, you're saying it has the extra perk, like the extra third perk? Oh, you're right. Yeah, Ghost Primus only has two. Duty Bound only has two. See, I forgot that. I forgot that for some reason they decided on Midnight Coup to go with... No, there's not three perks. There's no extra perk here. Year one Rampage and Outlaw were both final perks. What are you talking about, Milo? They don't have an extra perk. Raid Gear has two real perks. Oh, you're not saying extra. You're using the wrong words and confusing me. You're, that's why I was like, what do you mean they have extra perks? You're saying Rampage and Outlaw versus just one of those things. Normally, normally when you go to a lot of these, a lot of these guns, it's something that does something to the mag and then something else. It's, it's, it's like the first perk's not that interesting. DFA would be a pretty good example. Rampage accurized rounds. You can't get Rampage Outlaw on the DFA. So like that perk combination on on the Midnight Coup makes it better than most of those weapons. Yeah, okay. Now I understand what you're saying. You said extra perk and I was confused. I was like, "No, no, no. They added extra perks once we got into Forsaken. That was the whole that was the whole reason that I thought a lot of that stuff was going to be better because I thought it was going to have extra perks." 
again, I think the issue with this question is, is if you comb over the collections and you're really honest with yourself, if you could have just, just in auto rifles alone, can you imagine grinding for God roll scathe locks, God roll guiding stars? Like imagine if the scathe lock had a year two perk tree, so it'd have three total perks and a mod slot. Imagine grinding for a god roll on that gun. You'd have way more god roll guns and way less reason to to grind for anything. There'd be even more sense of it's all lateral, it's all lateral incentive. Right? So that that's my that's kind of my point is that Sure, year one sucked, and that's part of my argument. I said 99% of the loot pool no one's even using, so what are we really arguing for? If 99% of the loot pool was better was better than it is, then it'd be even more a sense of lateral movement. Because it'd be like, well, why would I even freaking bother? I, every gun I grinded for in year one is better than virtually every gun that they have now. Well, not necessarily, but they're just as good. Now, your pushback could be, and I would accept this pushback, year two should have instituted a, a junk ton more of uh, a junk ton more of perks and perk diversity and perk depth. And I would agree with you. I'd be like, yep, they should have. Because then that would be the shift. You'd be like, well, these new guns aren't necessarily a thousand times better, but at least they're different and unique. Instead of being like, well, I could grind for another hand cannon with Rampage Outlaw. Or I could grind for another another shotgun with trench barrel or whatever the frick. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it would make it worse. I think it would have made it worse if year one's gear was better. Cat says, what about the titles that some folks are currently working to get? If all you need is that one more weapon to claim that title and now it is gone. No, 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 no. I'm not saying get rid of them. I'm saying leave them behind with respect to power. I probably should have made my point clearer in the video. Frick. Okay, so hopefully people are probably going to flood my comments with that. Look, what do you mean? How am I supposed to get these guns if they go away? They'd still be there. But you can't infuse them up. So they, they, they de facto get left behind. If you cannot infuse your Ikelos shotgun, it gets left behind. You can't take it into new content. You're like, yeah, it's it's 300. It, I can't I can't take it into the new raids or the new strikes or anything. I, everything is everything is stronger. You can still use that gun. You can still go into Leviathan and try and get a midnight coup. Those loot pools don't go away. Now, eventually you'd have to consider how you're going to do it because the loot pool is going to get cluttered as frick. Like if you go and grind Tangled Shore or dream let's say you go and grind dreaming city and you really are trying to get some weapon or like when you needed all the things from uh mars right there's a there's a i think wayfarer i think for wayfarer you need like all the guns from anna bray and all the armor pieces that becomes problematic because you can just buy the armor pieces from her but you can't buy the weapons from her you can farm her with coins basically but you're you're definitely you're definitely gonna have a I think a tough time um, feeling like you can you know you can have agency over getting those so I think they'd need to just basically say like okay when the year rolls over all these guns are purchasable from the vendors so if anybody didn't get them the drop or anybody's still working on trying to get these things for their collections um, then you could you could you could have them just be purchasable 
because the vendors need to be updated, right? They need new stuff, they need new loot, and you don't want that new loot in the same pool as the old loot because there's nothing more frustrating trying to get new loot and you just keep getting the, the bad stuff. Or I'm not the bad stuff, but the old stuff. Gaming with Silvertail. Would you essentially think that they could possibly add a lot of weapons similar to year one and year two if they do a cap to the light level at 700 for current weapons? I'm not saying this should be the case, but either way, you're going to make a lot of people want to stop playing because all of the grinding they've done for for certain weapons. See, this is this is the thing that I don't understand, though. If they actually inject the game with a bunch of new stuff, this whole the, the what's the point argument. I should have included this in my video. My video's got some got some vacancies in it a lot of people say that they're like well what's the point Lono why am I grinding for the weapons if you're just going to take them away okay well for starters the system of player agency should be significantly better so if you're not you shouldn't be getting to the 11th month and the 11th hour and finally getting the roll on the gun that you want if Ada's bounties were more thematically consistent and present in the game with respect to weapons that you were grinding for, you wouldn't have these these insane scenarios that people dream up where they're like, well, what if it's like one month before the new content and I just now finally get the roll that I want on the gun that I want? I think that's soup that would be super rare and super infrequent if they gave you really good agency. Like, let's imagine that this is the one I always use. This is the example I always use. Let's imagine that they give you the opportunity every other week to grind for the old-fashioned at Devrim K. You can grind for it as many times as you like, just like the, the, the Ada Bounties. Well, if I'm chasing that gun and chasing a certain role on that gun, it's incredibly unlikely, even if you're a casual player, to get to the 11th month and the 11th hour, and you finally get that gun, and you know that as soon as that 11 month rolls over, all your stuff's getting reset. Now, somebody might push back and say, but Lono, with trickle content, aren't you going to slowly, basically de-incentivize engagement? People are going to be like, well, why interact with Penumbra? September's right around the corner, and all this cool stuff that we're going to get goes away. If it was a rolling 12-month calendar, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Think of it like this, okay? When Forsaken hits, Forsaken is one year calendar year away from vanilla destiny 2 all vanilla items go away okay then when we get 12 months away from curse of osiris all of that stuff gets left behind whatever lands whatever whatever the first annual pass lands that's basically like this is essentially curse of osiris's replacement and now all that stuff can't get to this new power level so forge would have landed forge would have landed and been like everything from curse of osiris is locked at 650 at 600 so it can't be taken to 650 okay so you'd have been like not a big deal curse of osiris is 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 about nine or ten months away when season of the drifter lands you would say it's been about a year since warmind all weapons from warmind are now getting left behind so only now, just now, would Ikelos get left behind. Ikelos shotgun would get landlocked at 650. They would need to replace it with something new in Season of the Drifter. This prevents that feeling of like, why bother? So when Penumbra hits, you know that Penumbra, anything that you farm for in Penumbra, has 12 months of relevancy for you. It's a rolling calendar. So the summer of 2020, whatever DLC or piece of content lands in the summer of 2020, that's when Penumbra stuff gets left behind. 
right? This means, this means, yeah, still useful in PvP, still useful in PvP, because unless you go into a place where, like, you know, power structure is important. And then that means every single time new content comes out, there's pieces of the loot pool that fall off, and then new things come in. Not only does this make it easier for Bungie to create vertical incentive, because it's like, okay, what did we deliver 12 months ago? Okay, all right, look at all those weapons. All those weapons are going bye-bye. Replace them with new cooler versions with new cooler stuff. I totally agree with people. If you get a month or two into Penumbra and you know that in September everything's invalidated, it really, really hurts incentive. You're like, why am I going to bother chasing all this crap? It's all getting left behind in like a month. So I, I resonate with that. Man, oh man, my video sucks now. These are such, these are such better ideas. <laughs> these are such better ideas. Um, that's how it should work is it's a rolling calendar year. Every 12 months, you're like, okay, 12 months ago, this piece of content came out. All of this gear is now getting getting left behind. So it's more piecemeal, right? It's only 12 months if you get everything day one. Yeah, but come on, Daboom Dog. If you play Season of the Forge, and in those three months, you don't get the gear that you want, that's, the, that's a you problem, man. And then 12 months later... At the very least, you're talking about nine months. If you get to the end of Season of the Forge and you haven't gotten su- gotten all the guns and you haven't been freaking playing, and I don't feel bad for you. Like, <laughs> it wasn't hard to get the weapons in Season of the Forge. Again, I'm saying use Ada's bounties to give you agency. So if you're more casual, you can get the weapons fairly easily. You're not getting god rolls, obviously, because you're just doing the bounty, getting the gun, right? You're doing the bounty and getting the gun. So that system needs to be a foundational system in the game. Foundational. So if you do 50 frames without a god roll, tough cookies, man. That's that's too bad. I Like, that's not a reason to limit and ruin the loot pool for forever. Think about the logic that you're trying to apply. Well, Lono, some people are going to get bad RNG and take 50 frames to get the right gun. That happened to me with the, with the, the Orchid. I, I farmed for a kindled orchid for, for what felt like forever, right? But for the casual player, you got a kindled orchid. For the hardcore player, the hardcore player eventually gets what they want. And do you really think I'm going to give two freaking flips if in January of 2020 they tell me I can't upgrade my kindled orchid anymore? Come on. Why are you holding on to those weapons so tightly? Who cares? They're going to give you new stuff to chase. 12 months of availability is more than enough. Right. Like I just, again, remember what I said. There needs to be a layer of player agency in order for this to work. Because as Milo's saying, he still doesn't have a 1K voices, right? He still has a 1K. He just, he doesn't have a 1K voices. There needs to be better player agency. Like, the Nightfall RNG should be applying to exotics in the raids. It should be applying to the raids. So the more raids you run, the better your chances are for getting, like, an Anarchy and a 1k Voices. You shouldn't be on your 20th completion of of a raid and not getting those. That's just ridiculous. You're gonna get the same gun with a different name? Not necessarily a Johnny the Cat King. I'm not saying they take away your Midnight Coup and hand you another hand cannon that's a midnight coup with the paint job that can have rampage outlaw i'm saying every season should have every every injection of content should have a theme 
there should be a perk theme. So the new hand cannon and the new shotgun that replaces your Ikelos and your Midnight Coup shouldn't just be new stuff with, with, with the same perks. There should be new perks. But again, they could do that now, but it's a, it's a lateral incentive instead of a vertical incentive. A lateral incentive just isn't very strong. Why grind for that new shotgun? My bad lander and my Ikelos do just fine. Why grind for a new hand cannon? I got a kindled orchid. I got a midnight coup. I got all these. I got all these hand cannons that are just fine. So it would need to be a. It's been twelve months. The content, the stuff I got twelve months ago can't level up anymore. It's getting left behind, and there's new guns to replace. But they're not like identical. <laughs> they're not identical. They would need to be new with new perks. I mean, I'm we're all in agreement that we need better perk, better perk diversity, better perk depth, better perk power. We're all in agreement on that. But what I'm not in agreement with is that that's somehow a strong enough motivation to put down pinnacle gear from a year ago. Give an avenue that is really hard to beat, but if you beat it that raid exotic is 100% drop. Oh, like a challenge? Yeah, they could do something like that. They could do something like that. Like, have raid challenges have really, really high drop rate chances on those exotic weapons. I'd be okay with that, too. I would be 100% okay with that. The Icolos is easier to get for people who don't have a raid team than the threat level. That feels like an incentive problem to me, too. I mean, you can basically just farm the Ikelos in the public space, and every time you don't get it to drop from the boss, your chances increase. Like, that's... Yeah. That's problematic. I I just think that's massively problematic. And the threat level doesn't feel special because of that. Like, the threat level is... It doesn't have a... It doesn't... Okay, think about what you do with a shotgun, okay? Most shotguns are getting pulled out for those mid-tier enemies. A lot of mid-tier enemies have a shield. So you're using a non-elemental weapon on shields. It's like it the the threat level is in is looks really really cool but it's inferior in so many ways. It's like it's a kinetic. So now that you're using a kinetic shotgun, you're not getting your kinetic primary, which means you're not getting the kinet- the kinetic crit bonus for your primary weapon, which is a lot of your damage output on your primary weapon. So they made a raid weapon that in many respects is a downgrade for your loadout. <laughs> it's like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like it just It's unfortunate. Capitals fan. If leaving loot behind, like taking king, is kind of like breaking the train. Uh, I like what I'm using instead of forcing me to, to take a new loot. Shouldn't more of the onus be on Bungie to plan weapon evolution and delivery better so that the new content be better? Well, again, I just think there's limitations. I think we have to be realistic, as I said in my talk. You've got to be realistic. There's only so much you can do within each gun type and within each arc of type. What can you really, really start doing to a 110 hand cannon? What can you do? I, like, what are what are you supposed to be doing with the gun? That's the big question. What are you doing with the prime? Let's just deal with primaries right now. Let's just deal with primaries. What are you doing with a primary gun? Killing enemies. Okay. So, what makes for a really good primary weapon? Um, a gun that can kill adds efficiently uh, and reload. I guess reload quicker. You know, it's it's pretty generic, right? You basically need to kill trash adds quickly. So, the best primaries 
tend to be the ones that can one-shot the red bar ads. Or two-shot. Boom, boom, headshot. Boom, boom, headshot. Boom, boom, headshot. Reload. Do it again. Boom, boom, headshot. Okay? Within that function, there's only so much they can do to a weapon for it to achieve that before you're not really doing anything creative. You got Rampage Outlaw. You could do damage over time or status effects or area of effects or like dragonfly and stuff like like elemental things but outside of that like how do you make a weapon better at what it's supposed to do you make it as efficient as possible at what it's supposed to do which is killing enemies how do you make a gun more efficient at killing enemies you're probably going to mess with its damage and its reload Again, I think this argues against your point. If you can't do much more with it, why throw away the old version? Why throw away the old version is exactly what I'm talking about. If they are that limited in their freedom, eventually they have to say, this is going away, here's the new stuff. And the reason that works is because it's a vertical incentive. They could create a hand cannon with a dope perk that does like chain lightning or some type of stun or like if you land enough headshot hits in a row, it automatically reloads your gun. Like they could do all sorts of crazy things so that you're like, this hand cannon is actually better than the midnight coup. Or maybe, let's not even say that, right? We're we're creating a gun that's as good as the midnight coup. All right? That's, that's a lateral change. But if you know my Midnight Coup cannot be infused anymore, it's been 12 months, I now have to chase the new weapon. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't feel like a lateral move. It's a vertical move. You're going up in power. You're going into the raid. You're going into the nightfall. That's the other problem with this entire argument. Think about what we're saying. If I'm going to be motivated to go after some lateral upgrade, it's not an upgrade. It's a lateral move. It's as good as the Midnight Coup. If you're going to justify a weapon being as good as the Midnight Coup, it needs to be in an environment that's challenging. It's a freaking raid weapon. Ikelos is a pinnacle weapon from Escalation Protocol. So if you create a shotgun that's as good as Ikelos, where do they shove it? They put it in the raid. So you're telling me that people are going to go into hard, challenging, or grindy content to get a lateral upgrade. No, they're not. That's one of the reasons I think the whole incentive problem breaks down so fast for people. This is why PvP and PvE should be separated the way they could level the guns you want with the perks that you want on it so the player can choose uh, what their guns act like and respect the player's time. Mike, I just don't think they're ever going to do that. If you're, if you're going to try and bring crafting to the game, I just don't I don't see them ever doing that. I just don't. It, it just seems like it seems like such a, a bear to try to, to try to manage and deal with. I think random rolls is a great system because you basically you are chasing a god roll. It worked in Borderlands. I think it's I think it worked in Destiny 1 for a reason. I think chasing god rolls works. I don't want to start every new season nerfed. Thank you VR boss with the prime sub. Thank you. And Shagmaster did a 25 month sub a little bit ago. Thank you Shagmaster. Right, like, a lot of what they're doing now to manipulate your gear usage is they're just weakening stuff. Instead of saying, every 12 months, okay, so Forsaken would have landed, and I I already outlined this, Forsaken would land, and you'd be like, 
everything I got in Curse of Osiris and Warmind is still usable and still upgradable because it hasn't been 12 months yet but vanilla Destiny gear is it's now been 12 months that stuff can no longer be infused Season of the Forge lands and everything you earned in Curse of Osiris can now not go up to the new power level. It's been 12 months, well, a little bit less than 12 months because the annual pass schedule was different than than Curse of Osiris and Warmind. But they would say no, all Warmind gear does now it can now not go up to the new power level. It's getting it's getting it's getting left behind. We're not nerfing it, it's just getting left behind. You can still use those guns in PvP, you can still use those guns in public spaces and, and lower level content, no problem. Right? Like, what's the power level of strikes right now? What is it? Five hundred. You see what I'm saying? You, most of your gear and most of the content, you'd still be able to use the gear that you want. But the new ethos, the new place that you're going to hang out, the new stuff, reckoning, the forges, etc., those new power, those new power structures, you'd be like, it's been 12 months, Warmind stuff's getting left behind in season of the forge. I can't take my Warmind gear up to 700. So only just now would Ikalos shotgun be getting left behind. Now again, this system only works if they give you player agency, the likes of which we got with Ada. So that you're not sitting on, like, terrible RNG for months. You need to be able to at least get the gear. Now, you might not get a god roll. You might not get a god roll, but you'd have player agency. You'd have a much easier time getting the guns, but the god rolls would obviously be the elusive aspect of it. And the other thing they would need to do to make this work is you'd have to replace my gear. If you're going to say, in 12 months, this gear is getting replaced, you better replace it with something cool and new. So a shotgun with like, I don't know, acid damage, something completely new, something that's never been done before, um, could be how they do it. And then you'd be, and then you'd be off to the races. You'd be like, I'm chasing the new stuff, but it would always be in small pockets. It would, it would not be like everything is replaced. Now your whole loadout's wrecked. It'd be like, Oh, a couple of my, couple of my guns and loadout pieces can't be infused anymore. I got to chase for new pieces. Is the bounty still uh, blood cle- uh, cleaver? I guess I just went and bought it from him, and it's this guy. I'm chasing him right now. I don't know. I guess it didn't rotate. I, a lot of stuff didn't is not rotating properly. I don't know because it was this guy last week. I'm fairly certain. It's RNG. Yeah, Ada's bounties don't rotate either consistently. Uh, I don't know why. I think I wasted that on him. Did he go back down inside? He did. Oh no, I got a good hit on him. That was good. Oh, next question. I messed that up. I'm stupid. Regarding leaving loot behind, why do blues still drop? At this point, they are nothing more than a minor inconvenience because they take up space that literally any purple can take up. Should we have some kind of mechanic that maybe auto dismantles them? They did that to greens. Um, they did that to greens in Destiny 1. I feel like they could definitely do that again. Um... The fact that they're not doing that tells me that they might be considering a system where you, uh, does he, oh, he, he still lost his health. I'm, that's, I'm fine. They could do a system where we equip blues and greens again, like a Taken King reset. Um, a Taken King reset would, would, would do that. It would, it would make you, 
it would basically say, yeah, all your gear is is basically Dundee. Um, oh, I th- I, I want to see if I can charge up the 1K. Dang it. He got in the way. He knew what I was doing. Green zone drop for me now, so the system could be applied to blues. I guess I would just worry. I guess I would just worry that they're... Um, I guess I would just worry that they're going to potentially um, make it to where you can't... You, what if you need those resources? I mean, I don't know. What what all do we get from, get from those being in the game, right? Gunsmith materials? I guess that you would just need to make sure you don't break a currency. You don't want to, like, break a currency. <laughs> it literally cancels your super as soon as you get in there. That's crazy. That is wild. So, that'd be my only worry, is don't break a current. They don't want to break the currencies. Uh, used. If we leave endgame weapons behind, would you like to see them brought back uh, like they did with Age of Triumph? We already had this question. I, I, yeah, I think the danger is that you're just you're you're really you're really gonna make it to where people feel like again it would have to be a really really good a really really good upgrade to the guns. I don't think the midnight coup is good enough to warrant like equipping it as an exotic. Are are you really gonna equip a midnight coup? as an exotic like i just i just don't think so i i think most people would say yeah it's not worth it in d1 it was worth it because they were elemental primaries and we hadn't had elemental primaries in a long time dude i cannot get armor i cannot get armor to save my life i just keep getting weapons jasky uh a little off topic, but it's still relevant i don't know what i would do if they were to remove crucible i love the pvp in this game just as much as the pve and a lot of my favorite memories with my friend comes from Crucible. I feel like I'd be losing a part of what has kept me tethered to Destiny. Well, listen, I don't want them to do it for your sake, right? I take up for the user. I take up for the casual. This is what I do. I'm not trying to, like, campaign against PvP in the next version of Destiny. I was merely making observations about what Bungie's doing and what that might be you know how how is that going to be squaring with the future of the franchise as well okay as well as squaring it with the fact that the landscape of gaming is changing okay so i i don't want this to be taken from you but i just think it's the natural evolution of the game at this point and i think they're already showing signs of those changes um so i I don't want them to take this from you. I have friends and streamers that loved Crucible and streamed it. I don't like what's I I don't like what's happened to Crucible. I don't like the lack of trial streams on the weekend. I miss watching Crafty. He's he's still one of my he's still one of my favorite streamers, if not my favorite streamer to watch. Um, so I think that's a huge bummer. The bomb dog. The new Gambit hand cannon is superior by far with random rolls and mods and Midnight Coup, but if I want to use my Midnight Coup until I drop the newer superior loot, why stop me? Because then I don't have my current favorite hand cannon, and I disengage because of the short life of loot compared to time investment. I've already answered this question. They need to have better agency. They need to have better agency. So, you're making a good point. You're basically like, well, Lono, if I want to go grind for that hand cannon your system would disallow me from using the hand cannon that I like so much. Well, I, the, you just have to remember, you have to remember that 
they'd have to give you agency so that you don't feel like I'll never get it I'll never get it I'll never get it now I'm not I'm not signing up and agreeing with the people that are like if you use bad loot you'll be sa- you'll be more satisfied when you get the new loot but if you'd have to comb over the loot pool and find other weapons to use while you're farming for that gun again I think eventually as long as they give you the agency of the Ada bounties you'd get one and then you'd use it while you're waiting for the god roll so like you wouldn't have your midnight coup but you'd have that new gun you're chasing you would just have the, a roll that in your mind isn't quite the one that you want yet I'm not advocating for you having to use like a freaking sidearm or something in end game content but if they bring the player agency that Ada brought to the game I think it answers and solves a lot of these problems you guys are bringing up uh, Midrin with four months thank you so much uh, Rated says do you think making weapon enhancing armor perks more effective would help keep weapons fresh? You could spec a build toward a specific weapon archetype and feel a noticeable difference when those weapon enhancing armor perks. It might help keep someone's interest in a weapon archetype even if it changes from a pew pew to a pow pow. Well, I mean, you got to consider the fact that if you do this, you're just making meta weapons stronger, right? I could take your system and then basically say yeah, make my uh, make uh, make my Icolos stronger. Make my um, make make my make my make my uh, Midnight Coup stronger, and then there you go. You're you're not changing anything. You're just adding you're just adding some oomph to existing meta weapons. Now, if okay, if this system went a little wild and said okay traditionally traditionally in pve uh let's let's think of a weapon that doesn't traditionally do very well in pve let's say sidearm okay what if you could spec armor into a sidearm build that made sidearms really really lethal and strong in pve to the point that they're they're equal to you know, uh, a midnight coup. You grind for a god roll sidearm from this raid, and then you can grind for the raid gear that buffs it, and it buffs its range and its lethality to the point that it's it's like as good. It's as good, if not maybe even better than like midnight coup. Again, I you'd you'd almost have to target weapons that are not meta for this to work. You'd have to say, well, sidearms are not traditionally meta in endgame PvE. What if we had armor sets that made them endgame viable? What if we had things that made SMGs endgame viable? I don't know, like, this almost requires them to handicap a gun in in the content. Like, handy and then and again, everybody's probably thinking, oh my gosh, PvP would become a nightmare if you made, you know, sidearms and SMGs stronger than they already are. Uh kind of bolstering our argument about you know pvp being so restrictive to the content um again you're you're dealing you're dealing with a a situation where you'd almost say well yeah you're creating these archetypes that are intrinsically or automatically weak in the content and because you're doing that that's the only reason this armor has value right it's the only reason this armor has value is because you've created intentionally weak archetypes and because you've created intentionally weak archetypes you've now you have to bolster them with armor the question would be does, does anybody even want to do that right 
farm for armor to make a, a, a dookie a dookie archetype style weapon better I don't know if a lot of people would even want to do that um, maybe maybe they would maybe they'd be like no dude it's worth it I watch this guy do some insane stuff with the side armor and SMG and PVE it's buck wild you really want to get this armor set it's definitely worth it we could be onto something I just I don't know if people would buy into it uh, I'm sorry if it's been talked about. This question is a little late. If loot were to be left behind, should exotics from previous years also be left behind? I kind of think exotics have to always come with us. I know that makes it tough because it's like, what do we do with Sleeper and 1K and Thunderlord and all these weapons? How do you how do you make new exotics better than those? Um, how do you make legendaries that are even remotely uh, on par uh, with them? You know, how do, how do you do it? Um because that's one of the problems right now is that exotic power weapons are so strong it's kind of tough I mean people are using the delirium but it's kind of tough to use like a legendary heavy it, sometimes it feels justified but that's a problem in general uh, with the heavy weapon situation I think that they could potentially go to a system where there's more pinnacle weapons than exotic weapons and then exotics would be those crazy runaway weapons that then feel justified to be used in certain circumstances uh, because of how they're built. Um, I don't know. It's a tough one. The heavy weapon situation is a tough one. Uh, I'm the oof man. Do you think uh, that Destiny is on the right path or do you think it should go a new direction? This is too generic. Uh, DOE, what happens to Shaxx if the Crucible lore and gear if the Crucible gets axed and gear is left behind? Um, I, uh... I think that they'd have to kill him off, probably. I mean, I, I like Shaxx as much as the next guy. Or give him something new to be in charge of, right? Give him something new to be in charge of. Um, dude, this 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 mission without radar is freaking annoying, because this guy, this Minotaur, just keeps hiding. Um, you give him something new to be in charge of, like maybe he takes over Gambit or something as the new like player-versus-player environment or something? I don't know. Um... I, I honestly I honestly don't have the answer other than like I said just you gotta get rid of him I guess Bart if I'm just starting to say on PC how can I get all the weapons in the most efficient fashion Thunderlord etc are they now random drops yeah Thunderlord's a random drop and I'm not gonna go through a weapon guide for you uh, play the game there's only uh, volitional like volitional choice for weapon grind is only true for Nightfall weapons uh, and the Ada weapons, the frames that Ada sells. Um, outside of that, just play the game. I'm, the, I, I'm not going to make a weapon guide for you right now for all of Destiny. Uh, it's, it's kind of ludicrous. <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, what can Bungie do to increase player population within the Crucible? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I've outlined ideas for how to make comp more tolerable. Stop making it so painful to lose. Uh, put put bounties in there that are in the spirit of the trials bounties so that you have more casuals in the player base of comp so matches aren't as sweaty matchmaking is faster connections are better ddosing would become less frequent it would still happen but it would be far less frequent because people wouldn't want to risk ddosing if they know that there's more casuals in the mix and they can win fair and square more often than they can right now um so i would i would say that's my answer for comp uh, as far as the rest of the game, the rest of Crucible, it's a four-year-old franchise, man. Like I, I don't, I don't know what you want me to say. It's a four-year-old franchise. People that don't like PvP are not suddenly going to start playing it. Uh, I just, I don't think that's the, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a whole lot of hope for that. 
Um, it's just a tough, it's a tough place to be. I think established franchises struggle with this all the time. How do you iterate and evolve without shedding your identity? That's one of the things I talk about in my video about PVP. You know, how do, how do you, how do you evolve the crucible to a likable place without gutting its identity? You know, oh, we need to do this or this or this. Finally, we get a piece of armor. We do this, this, or this. We need to make this, you know, this better and that better and this stronger. Oh, it's a plus one. I was really hoping for at least a plus two there. So, Syrian Biax says, why do you think so much of the player base is opposed to leaving gear behind? I love having the opportunity to chase new and exciting and potentially better gear. Just wondered if you piece it together. I mean, it makes sense. It's a loot-based game, and people that play a loot-based game become attached to their loot. It's as simple as that. I empathize with them not wanting to leave their loot behind. I do. I do. But I think it hamstrings the game. I think it, it, it ties the game up and says, you can't advance this, you can't make this any better. Um, it really, really does. I, I think it I think it really, really ties the game down. Amish Milkman. I find myself wondering why Bungie allowed the year one weapons to be brought up to the new power cap. They have done it before where they limited the power of a weapon, which would help leaving weapons behind. Do you think Bungie's ignoring old practices? Well, I think they they knew that it would upset a lot of people and they just didn't want to do it. They wanted Forsaken to be this like celebratory thing. They wanted it to be a celebratory thing and they didn't want it to be laced with any bitterness. And I think if people would have been like, yay, Forsaken's here, but I have to leave behind all my great gear. Um, I think that would have been that would have been like a bitter pill for people to swallow and it would have sullied a little bit of the, the launch of the, the Forsaken. Now, I got a, a couple hours in, and I was loving Forsaken because I was using a bow, I was using a linear fusion, because those are the best weapons that I had, and I wasn't infusing yet. I was like, I'm going to kind of wait until I get to the end of uh, the campaign. Keep in mind, the campaign was challenging by myself, but it was very manageable. If you try and run like a bow and a linear fusion now, you, you're going to go into content and feel inefficient. As soon as you become familiar with the content, efficiency is what matters. Does that make sense? People are always like, use whatever you want. Use what's fun. You don't have to use what the meta is. I just don't think you understand the sentimentality of the player if you think, I'm going to go into familiar content that I'm grinding and make myself inefficient. Like, who is going to do that? I, I just... Once you're familiar with the strikes, the nightfalls, and the raid, you basically just go with what is efficient because you're just like, I'm mainly here. I'm here for the gear, right? I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm here for the gear. I'm not here to, I'm not here to have like a, a never ending fun experience because you just, you, you automatically know you're like, I've seen it. I've done it. It was fun, but I've kind of, I'm just here for the gear now. Like when I was playing through the campaign, it was new it was fresh I still think the Baron fights are some of the best boss fights they've ever put in Destiny I don't know why I am baffled as to why they don't have their own playlist um, th- those are great great encounters so freaking fun I haven't fought against what was the guy's name um, with the big he was in the oh, the lighting and everything in that fight uh, where he slams the ground with the uh, the lamp and you're in like there's like the jail cells all around you 
such a great great fight one of the most memorable fights of of forsaken for me beautifully designed it was kind of intense it was scary uh it was dope and hangman thank you hangman i forgot his name um i forgot his name because i haven't fought him i haven't fought him in six months isn't that sad how is that not sad I haven't fought I haven't fought him. What was the one guy's name? The Mad Bomber or whatever? Where like he's like launching the bombs all over the place? What the frick are you doing, Bungie? Those are fantastic boss fights. And I haven't touched him in six months. I don't get it, dude. I don't get it. The only one we repeat is the is the worst one. The only one we repeat is the worst one. The stupid uh uh what's his name? The um uh, the one with all the immune cycles in the strike, uh, the fanatic. He's the only one we get to replay, and he's the freaking worst fight out of all of them. Cheesy freaking Kelthgate garbage. Worst boss in all of Destiny is the fanatic. He's freaking terrible. He makes the guy, he makes the fallen guy that disappears look like a joke. You thought that guy was frustrating because he disappears and stuff? The fanatic makes that guy look like a cakewalk. And I miss those fights. I thought those fights were so, so good. And I remember I remember playing through a lot of that content with non-meta weapons. And it was so enjoyable. It was so enjoyable. And that just that that there's no presence of that now in the game because it's like once you become familiar you go with what's efficient so you you put away your linear fusion and your bow um and that's why listen that's why this manufactured pain of using crappy gear and not infusing and infusing later this idea like oh you'll appreciate it that's just such a stupid argument because you're manufacturing it. You're, you're, it. It's one thing when I'm going through a campaign and it's all new and it's all fresh. And I'm like, yeah, I'll use these weapons. These are fine. These are getting the job done. As soon as the content becomes familiar, do you really think I want to grind through familiar content with crap gear? It's just so dissonant. It's like, I've run these strikes and nightfalls in public spaces numerous times, but now I have to do it with a sidearm and an edge transit. Like I don't want to, you know, I, that idea that like, Oh, you're going to appreciate it more. I think that argumentation lands when the content's brand new. When I played through that campaign, that forsaken campaign brand new, I definitely can agree with you. Yeah. Using, using whatever, whatever I got, was a feeling of accomplishment like I'll use this stuff it doesn't really matter if I if you know I don't need to u- I don't need to use my best gear right now I'm kind of waiting I want to see what drops but it's like for drip feed content when you funnel me back through old content you're basically making me go through what's familiar with with gear I don't like and I just think that's why it breaks down for so many people um, it was leveling us too. Yeah, there's just there's just more of a of a synchronicity between like leveling and and getting gear and using what you get compared to like what we're doing now, which is like drip feed content, um, which ends up you just you end up feeling like again you're spending most of your time in familiar content to get to the new to get to the new stuff, and in the process you're having to you know, use gear you have zero interest in. That's why it doesn't work. 
the dawn could destiny leave the loot behind just like disney uh like how division rolls loot out i don't necessarily know what you mean here uh in division you're as you're constantly you're constantly leveling and because you're constantly leveling you're um because you're constantly leveling you're constantly leaving loot behind it's very very different structure very very different um so I don't necessarily know what you mean. I don't know. I mean, is division rolling out new loot constantly? And then that's what you're talking about. Like, are they rolling out loot every couple of months or something? Cause in general, I think one of the reasons that the loot rollout in destiny is so painful is they roll out new loot that doesn't really feel like new loot. And then it's just lateral alongside of your existing loot. You're not really replacing anything. Um, you're just sort of like, well, I could if I wanted to. Do you really want to slog through Reckoning Tier 3 for a chance at a hand cannon that's marginally better than your already god-rolled Midnight Coup? Do you, is that what you want to do with your time? I certainly freaking don't. I certainly freaking don't. I don't want to do that with my time. I got way better things to do with my time than that. Um, that just seems like a terrible, terrible use of my time. There's so much, there's so many more things that you could be grinding for. Um, well, not necessarily. That's it. Like, right. That's where the content kind of breaks down too. There isn't anything else to really grind for. That's pretty much it. That's the content. You know, I don't know if solar burns on in here, so I don't know how fast this is going to kill him. This is an easy fight to fail. If you don't pay attention, cause you can get swarmed when you're by yourself, at least cause there's, there's nobody else in the room to share the aggro with. So the ads, uh, the ads and the boss, uh, will, uh, enjoy hurting you because it gets a little wild. Here comes the boss. I really, really need my super. I really need my super. There it is. (laughs) These guys are tanky, man. They are tanky. They don't play around these big dudes. These big hombres This is kind of a tough fight. We did it. Next question. Accord. Bungie is changing drop rates of 1k voices in April. <laughs> do you think do you think Nightfall loot protection is the way to go with this problem? Yeah, that's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> Why? Why don't you just have Zer sell it in April? <laughs> For frick's sake. I mean, I don't know what to say to that. Seven months later, you're addressing the problem of the drop rate of the 1k? Um, thanks, I I guess. I don't know. That seems like a joke to me. Wilhelms, not a fan of leaving any content behind, but happy medium, uh, could be new weapons can have some perks or new perks that old weapons cannot get access to and make it worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, we outlined this in the talk. We outlined this in the talk, right? We said that there is definitely a, a sense in which, uh, a sense in which they could go, um, further, uh, further with the with the perk system and that would be your motivation right that would be your motivation it'd be like you know what I you know I like this um, I'm gonna I'm, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna really I'm gonna, I'm gonna really chase after this because it's got stuff that makes it different um, it makes it different now I don't understand oh I need to I need to delete this for the recovery yeah so when I put this on I lose those two points of recovery so if we break this armor down we'll get the recovery mod back and then we'll be able to put it in here. And I think maybe 
we're still missing a spot. I mean, maybe the archetype of the of the, the the chess piece is different. Maybe that maybe that chess piece must have had better recovery or something. I wasn't paying attention because I'm doing Q and A. Well, we got a 700 piece, so that's all that matters. Handsome Southpaw, do you think there was anything specifically that D1 did better than D2 in regards to the loot pursuit? I can't quite put my finger on it, but I found D1's loot grind way more enjoyable. Um, I think there's two things at play here. I think some of it's the Wilson effect. Like, Tom Hanks develops a very strong affinity and relationship with the volleyball because there's nobody else around. And I think there was such a vacancy, there was such an enormous vacancy in Destiny 1 that some of the loot grind became Wilson. We were, I mean, we were developing a strong love and an affinity for the only real thing that was there. Tier 12 and like Imago loop, you know what I mean? Um, so I think there's a Wilson effect, but I also think there was more charm to the weapons in D1, if that makes sense. There was a charm because of kind of the the lack of 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 the loot pool wasn't very full at least it didn't feel full maybe I'm maybe I'm not being correct here quantitatively but I felt like there were like a handful of weapons that had like that charm and that appeal you know the the IS Luna the Matador Party Crasher and then you had you know the Imago loop you had the Occam's Razor uh you you had there was just more charm I feel like in this there's there's so much I don't know if there's more loot and again it's more lateral so it's like yeah okay kindled orchid trust warden's law midnight coup those are probably the four hand cannons you see a lot in pve then you have luna's not forgotten ace of spades last word and there's just something i don't know what it is are they are they samey i'm i'm i don't know i think some of it is a lot of this loot was born out of a boring meta, so instead of it feeling like powerful and unique, it feels more like, okay, we're back to basics. Does that make sense? We're just back to basics. Thanks for giving us guns that are basically like Destiny 1 guns since D2 weapon system was so crap. Thanks for a Rampage Feeding Frenzy gun. You know what I mean? Instead of Forsaken being about taking the power fantasy forward and and investing in new perks and new ideas and completely new experiences, the entire weapon system is basically, here's stuff that's essentially like what you used in D1, since you guys hated our, our, our D2 weapon system so much. What, what am I using that's that removed from what I did in D1? Right? I'm using a hand cannon, a shotgun, and a really, really strong, uh, and a really, really strong, uh, exotic weapon. That's what I'm using. What? Okay. Like, I guess that's cool. I, I, you know, I, I feel, I don't feel attached to the weapon, I think, because of that. I feel like it was almost like, I'm trying to think of a good parallel here. I feel like they took away so much and then what they gave back to us it's like what they gave back to us is is essentially like i said like it's like a back to basics so it doesn't feel like the loot pool or the power fantasy has advanced 
that we we pressed pause for a whole year. It's like D1, remember? D1 had Wrath of the Machine, then it had Age of Triumph. We end on this crescendo of PvE power and loot. You had all the exotic weapons that come back from the old raids. Elemental primaries return. You had the sleeper. You had the the um the, the exotic quest within Wrath of the Machine. The Outbreak Prime. You had all this cool power and new ideas and then in comes Destiny 2 destroys the power fantasy. Everything sucks and is boring and is bland. We wait for 12 months to basically go back to basics. Forsaken is just a return to basics. Here's a bunch of guns with perks and power that is basically what you had in D1. A rapid fire shotgun, a nice hand cannon with quick reload and good damage buff and then and then cool exotic power weapons that's the only real innovation that we got we got dubious volley we got 1000 voices we got with Thunderlord no yeah I just that's why Forsaken should have been the opportunity to take the game forward and instead what it was it was like frick we jacked this up we gotta we gotta go back to basics we gotta we gotta return to what folks were doing in D1 because everyone hated what we did and and so the hope would be that this is their springboard this is their springboard into into new content like not just structure and style but depth I think they've got the structure and the style down if you look at the supers, like look at the supers that they introduce. Ignore the fact that they keep they keep freaking you know nerfing stuff, but look at the supers that they introduce. Look how cool they are. Okay, that's a sign that they can innovate on power. But the weapons, you know what I mean? Weapons are weapons are basically D one weapons. Whenever I tune in, you seem to be having Q and A as an outsider. It seems like you like. Uh, it seems like like as a like as a reason to just complain. Then watch somebody else. No hate. Well, no hate right back at you. Go the frick somewhere else if you don't like my content. This is what I do. I try to help games become better. And Destiny Two is in a good springboard position, and they need to iterate on all these things. If you don't like it, then watch somebody else. Um, so I. This is why we keep saying that perk depth and perk power is an enormous opportunity. That's why 30 and so gaming is like if you separated PvP and PvE, you could go crazy with the perk power. You could say, okay, now we can really go wild because the perk trees are separate. If the perk pre- if the perk trees are separate, that's a really, really cool. Where do you get this? Equip this shader to change your color of gear? Where does Atlantic Rush come from? I don't want that as a whole body shader, but the color is that color is awesome. It's very bright. Um, Eververse. Oh, is it Eververse? Shoot, that's is that in a package? Oh, you got it from Eververse yesterday. Okay, well we might get it right now. This is a long answer to your question, and the reason it's a long answer is I really didn't have my thoughts fleshed out about it, but I think that's ra- I think that's why. I think we I think we don't feel like anything's progressed because if you compare the weapons that we're using now and chasing now, blast furnace, midnight coup, warden's law, trust, dust rock blues, not forgotten, luna, all these guns are basically just what we had in D1. So we've just gone around in a big circle. 
And so you don't feel like you're doing anything that 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 different. Now they don't need to reinvent the entire game. I think sometimes people swing too hard and they're like they ask for the game to basically evolve outside of its identity and I don't want that. I don't want that. I I would I want the game to stay in its identity, but I also think that there's 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 enormous room for perk depth and perk diversity. I said this before Forsaken came out. I said my biggest concern is that they don't add a lot of perk depth and perk diversity. If it's the same basic perks we have now, who cares about random rolls? We already have god rolls. We already have better devils, midnight coup, Ikelos shotgun, manana nan. You know, we already had god rolls on stuff that were static. Thank you for two months, Duck Tricks. Oh, man. He's selling, she's selling war brick. That applies really uniquely to that. There's no, there's none of that red is there. She's selling Metro Shift and war brick. Um, it doesn't come in any of these, does it? No, it could come in one of these because here's Bloody Tooth and here's uh, that one, Ver- Vertigus, and then there's that ornament for the thorn. Um, yeah. So we'll have to wait. I don't necessarily want it for my guardian, but I thought it looked pretty dope as like, as far as like how bright it was. I thought it looked pretty cool. Coordinator. I don't know if this has been discussed about the nightfall loot. Shouldn't we always be able to use current endgame grindable gear? I understand raids are different, but nightfall are limited weekly pursuit. I mean, the horrors lease is a great example. Um... I mean, I'm not necessarily going to disagree with you. I think what they could have maybe done is said, what they could have maybe done is said, they said, okay, we're, we're going to, we're going to give you random rolls on all those nightfall pieces of gear or change them up maybe, right? Um, I, that's what I would say. Change them up. Like, maybe to rotate the Nightfall. Because I hear what you're saying. It's like, that's supposed to be kind of like a unique piece of gear. Maybe it should be persistent. Maybe it should be. Maybe you're right. So if it's persistent, then sure. You can grind for it, and then the next season, it's got new rolls in the mix. And maybe a new curated roll that you can get. Um, you know. I love Lono. I just wanted to have an adult chat about the whole thing. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do, bro. Like, I've told people many times before that the game is in a bad spot right now, and I'm trying to offer criticism on how to help things, like the idea of leaving loot behind, the idea of investment in existing loot. All these things um, are... Okay, I think we're going to go with that, because that makes the cloak pretty awesome. All of these are things that I've been consistently talking about, where... Or we could do that on top of another, another shader. Uh, if you like I've said many many times before if you want glib positivity if you want people that basically just grin through the pain and never really say anything of substance that is not in short supply on the Twitch platform there are plenty of people that will very rarely ever get critical they're, they're, it's very infrequent and they, they and they generally just kind of force they just force a smile through everything that's everywhere on the platform that's just not my brand if that's what you're looking for I think there's some great streamers out there for you that just, they stay in that lane of positivity. Um, and you feel free to watch them. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with Midnight Smith and I'm going to put Blue Shift Dreams on the, uh, I'm going to put Blue Shift Dreams on the cloak. I think that'll be a pretty cool combination. 
Next question is from Mags. Why would someone want to leave loot behind? The start of D2 is rough. Well, the start of D2 was rough because there wasn't the loot the loot wasn't worthwhile. Like people it's not that people want to leave things behind, it's that if you want new gear to become inviting, you have to I think you have to prune the prune the rose bush. If you don't prune the rose bush, I think you just end up with uh, you end up with way too many pieces of gear that override all future gear. Bungie literally said this at a presentation that they made at the GDC. They made a presentation at the GDC and they said, any power you introduce now is limiting what you can do in the future. Any Anything you introduce now. Anything. That, like, that means that if they give you something super dope now, the danger is you're going to be you're going to be able to use that forever and then it's going to override future gear. I like the eyes to glow a little bit more. I think that's a pretty cool mixture right there. My cloak, my cloak's got like a nice a nice a nice uh animation to it. Very subtle though. It's more it's it's a little bit more pronounced in the menu. Um I met you through raid help. Uh it makes me mad. Raids uh uh raids can't help everyone. Well, I mean, raids just aren't really worthwhile right now. Dat Rando. World of Warcraft makes people leave dope stuff all the time. Is it because of the type of game that makes people more accepting of WoW than in Destiny? Um, I don't know if it's the type of game. Dude, I don't know if it's the type of game at all. I, I, I honestly don't know where it comes from. The only thing I could think is this. The only thing I could think is this. If I had to try to, like... Let's try to diagnose the problem. I've said this very many times and people are like, what's really the difference between, you know, Division and what's the difference between Division and Destiny? Like, why why can't we do min-maxing in Destiny? Why can't we have so much more gear in Destiny like they have in Division? And I've consistently said this. I've said, Destiny is a loot-based game and Division is a stat-based game. So in Division, you get attached and you take pride in your build and your stats, which fuels your efficiency. You don't necessarily look at your your gloves or your gun. You're like, oh, these are so dope and I love them so much. You do, but in a totally different way. Your affinity for gear and Division is driven by its stats or its contribution to your build, its set bonuses, etc. In Destiny you become attached to your loot you become attached to your loot you're like oh my gosh look at this hand cannon it's dope you see it when you're playing you 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 hear that shotgun do 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 reload do 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 on your on your heavies or you develop this like attachment it becomes an extension of you it's an extension of you you basically use that weapon everywhere you go and in division, you're not necessarily doing that. You're you're not doing that. You're saying, okay, this is my build. This is my style of play. This is what I'm doing, and your your gear and your stats kind of flow into that. So that's one of the reasons. Yeah, Fump. <laughs> yeah, Fump. The that's one of the reasons why I think people are they reject the notion. They reject the notion. No, I'm not getting. I don't want to get rid of my gun. I don't want to get rid of my Ikala shotgun. I do not want to get rid of my, my, you know, my midnight coup. Now, many times, 
you know, people have said, be careful what you wish for. And I think we've gotten our wish in Destiny. We should be able, respect the player's time. Respect the player's time. We should be able to carry our gear with us. And we carry it with us. And that sliver of that 1% of really dope gear from year one just overshadows everything. So anything you're grinding for in this content right now is a lateral upgrade, not a vertical upgrade. In Division, if you're min-maxing, it's a vertical upgrade. You're like, yes, this is stronger. This has better stats. This is more, this is going to round off my build. It's a vertical upgrade. It's not like, well, it's basically the same. It just looks different. Not anymore with random rolls, though. I mean, dude, the, the best weapons are still the best weapons to a certain extent. You know? It's the difference between a ninja and a samurai. Ninja, what is most effective? Everything is a weapon. Samurai, weapon is an extension of you, your soul, your identity. I mean, we're getting really, really deep, but that's essentially what it is, is your loot and your gear is an extension of you. You see it in a different way and you experience it in a different way. Destiny is a loot-based game. Division is a stat-based game. And because of that, and because of that, I think that, because of that, I think that your motivations are completely different. So you have no problem, you have no problem letting go of loot in Division or World of Warcraft. And in Destiny, it's so much more significantly difficult to let go of because psychologically, you have an attachment to the loot. You were chasing the loot, you weren't chasing the stats, if that makes sense. Lateral upgrades is what we do and is what is what we want in Destiny though, and Bungie isn't providing it to us by adding enough weapons and perks to the loot pool. Well, sure, they definitely need to go a little bit crazier, but they essentially have done that. What are you talking about? Go to your collections, okay? Go to your collections, and I want you to go to weapons, okay? When you go into weapons, what you're going to do is you're going to look at the ringing nail. That is a lateral upgrade for any auto rifles that you had in year one. It's It, it, it can be a great auto rifle with the right rolls, Okay. Half Dan, they gave random rolls, so that was that was a bit of a change. Breakneck is a lateral upgrade. It, it it they added perks. It's really really nice. If we continue to go into well, scout rifles kind of suck. Pulse rifles, the bygones, chattering bones, the what was the one that we got the the blast furnace, the horrors least. These are all. All of these are lateral upgrades compared to pulses and things from the past they can get great great rolls on them i don't even know what kind of a good roll you can get on this outlast it's a five it's a 540 it's a 540 so it's a fast firing it's like the horror's least man i would like to have that i really would i would like to have that horror's least is arc that would be that would be solar and then you could have the um Uh, what's the, is, is there one, is there a good void pulse? I don't know if there's a good void pulse. I love pulses. I might start going back to using pulses. That outlast looks freaking sexy. You have an outlaw rampage, outlaw kill clip already. Orcs won't give me the spare rations though. Man, claw of the wolf is void. Oh, there you go. And that's a 540. Yeah, you could get all three 540 pulses and have each, uh, each, each um archetype i don't know if the can this thing get rampage outlaw though iron banner pulse is pretty sexy it'd be nice to have a good one of those 
the inaugural address is void. That's true. The inaugural address is a really, really nice gun. It's actually really freaking strong in PvP. I don't think you can pull inaugural address from the collections um, as void anymore, though. Doesn't it come out as something else? Didn't they change that? I thought it was solar. No, it's void. It pulls out as void, and it's kill clip. It's kill clip outlaw. Okay, I didn't realize that. It's not the high rate of fire though. That 540 feels really, really nice. That 540 is blip, 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 It's really, really quick. Um, we've got the subby, subby, and the grenade launcher this time around. Hey Shiz, I'm struggling to understand the benefit of leaving gear behind. I honestly don't mind which path Bungie chooses, but you could use uh, Eli 5. How my experience would be better by leaving certain weapons behind. It's a loot pursuit game, and as I've said, I believe incentivization gets neutered quite a bit when it's when it's a lateral incentive instead of a vertical incentive, right? Imagine there was no power grind in the new season. No power grind. Okay, none, no, no, nothing going up. Okay. If that's, if that's the case, uh, if that's the case, then you're going to end up with really just, you're just playing dress up. You're just playing dress up. You're, You're basically going from from these guns and these armor sets to these guns and these armor sets and they're not they're not that different the perks are exactly the same for the most part oh the requiem is a 540 void that'd be great to get random rolls on this thing i love the look of this gun i freaking love it such a cool looking gun and it takes shaders really cool because of all the different pieces requiem is a sexy gun man i want them to bring back so much of this gear with cool rolls that's the fast fire rate pulse, and it's a Suros, and it's void. Mm, that's a fun gun. It's a shame that it's Zen and Accurized rounds. You got to deal with a really slow reload, really slow. Again, hey Shiz, I just I can't make it any clearer than that. Like to me, it's like if you don't prune the rose bush, they're basically just offering you a bunch of guns that you already have with different names and different aesthetics. It, they'd have to really go nuts with the perks and I just don't think they can. I think I've made a pretty decent case showing that they can't they can only do so much with each archetype and each gun type and eventually they run out of stuff. Evil the Waffler. Do you think uh, year three will have three perks and said year one had one, year two had two? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Z Walker. I think the problem is that there hasn't been a lot of new loot that has been deemed worthy of replacing what we have now. Do you fear that by leaving some of the best weapons behind, we would end up with lackluster weapons and gear and add to our lackluster weapon or power frustrations? Like I said, I think you have to do both. You have to add way better perks that are more powerful and more unique. And every 12 months, whatever loot they added 12 months ago can no longer be upgraded to that new power level. It's a rolling 12-month calendar. So Forsaken, nothing from Vanilla Destiny can go up to 600, right? Season of the Forge goes up to 650. Nothing from uh, Curse of Osiris can go up to 650. Season of the Drifter comes out. Nothing from Warmind can go up to 700. You're just slowly losing stuff, but then you can chase new stuff. If you're, if you're going to play a loot-based game, if you're going to play a loot-based game and say, I never want the new stuff, I'm just going to keep using the old stuff, 
I don't understand what game you're playing. I really don't. Why do you buy the new content or play the new content? Why? I have a talk for Anthem today, Kahuna, scheduled, yes. Rexus 7th. You said something that the SRL won't be coming back. Why do you think that? Um, did Bungie not say we got it, or did I miss something? It's 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 investment in something that is that is trivial and silly. It's throwaway content. There's nothing long-lasting about SRL. Nothing. It's a gimmick. I mean, I had fun, but it's a gimmick. It's not Destiny. It was just something fun that they did in the, in an interim. The Kraz. They're self-publishing now, dude. They can't spend money on stuff that's trivial like that. They have to spend money and invest in big, more revenue-generating stuff. The Kraz. I don't understand why there is or would be so much pushback on leaving old weapons behind when literally every other MMO I can think of does that each time they release new expansion and the level cap increases. Right, that's the Bungie's just very Destiny's very unique in that regard. They've got a player base that just sort of says, "I don't ever want to let go of loot, but give me new loot." It's just so contradictory. It's like I don't understand. Do you want new loot or do you not? Because the new loot needs to be an incentive for chase, and you're just sort of like, you know what I mean? I always end up here after I'm kind of done grinding content so I can go through the question um, the questions quicker Pedro, instead of leaving the gear behind they should work on new perks to get new gear uh, in the game well yeah, we've said this numerous times I'm going to start flying through these questions because some of you guys are just saying stuff we've already said they already did this with RWP, MK2 you can't infuse it past 630 sorry for not questioning but I agree with you thanks, why are we forgetting about contextual power instead of lateral power perks that are intended for a particular destination or container of the game I, dude, I argued for contextual power but I just don't know if that would ever work in this game, because if you if you have a different loadout for every planet they'd have to really really structure the loot different, give you a loadout system so changing loot is easier um, if every if every planet has their own weapon system and armor system, so you have a reason to grind for a full set on the EDZ and weapons that are great on the EDZ. If every planet has its own weapon pool and pinnacle weapons and curated roles and and god tier weapons, you'd have a reason to grind those grind those planets whenever there's a flashpoint. But they'd have to recreate a lot of the structures of how you change loot and the loot system in general would need completely overhauled in order for them to do a true and worthy contextual power system. So the guns and the armor have a theme for the planets they come from, but they don't have extra power there. You'd need the extra power to be significant because if it was just kind of gimmicky and it was like slight marginal differences, a lot of people would completely ignore it. Uh, Bumble 17. What about pinnacle rewards? Some of these, especially PvP weapons, have required more effort than most exotics. Yeah, I, I think they've got some incentive they've got some incentive dissonance and that would be one of them. What about pinnacle weapons? Should those be brought forward? Maybe we talked about that. I, I think again you're gonna get into trouble because you're gonna introduce weapons like the Lunas and the Not Forgotten, and unless you nerf them, they're timeless. If you nerf them, you just sullied somebody's trophy. I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Those weapons are so good. I don't know if they can ever go away without a nerf. How do you make them go away unless you unless you do a power-structured PvP where they feel noticeably weaker because power matters? But then that has its own like set of problems. We're kind of piling up more reasons why PvP is, 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 is too much trouble. Uh, Pedro, 
I was discussing on Dado's stream yesterday about Bungie leaving Crucible behind, and he said they will never do that because of their roots in Halo. Thoughts? I think Dado is wrong. I'm allowed to think that. He probably thinks I'm wrong. That's totally fine. But I can be respectful, and he's always respectful. I've never had him... I never felt like he took shots um, in disagreements. But I think Dado's wrong, and I think there's a litany of reasons why. Most of the people that worked on Halo are gone. Uh, you can see that in the PvP Crucible team. Like, it just isn't the same mindset. It isn't the same structure. A lot of those people are gone. I think their roots in Halo are super far removed at this point. Uh, when you look at the content deliverables, starting with Forsaken to now, the thrust and the pivot away from PvP is so measurable and discernible. I think he has he has actual things in Destiny and content that sort of disprove his point. They are turning their back on PvP. Their roots in Halo didn't keep them from taking out trials, remove like they removed PvP content, offered almost no new PvP content, and offered Gambit instead. Now, maybe in maybe in Dado's mind, Gambit is an extension of PvP, and the reason it's in the game is because of their roots in Halo. He might push back and be nuanced and say, well, I don't necessarily mean the traditional interpretation of PvP that we have in Crucible. He might say, even Gambit is proof they don't want to let go of PvP because of their roots in Halo. He might push back and say that. To my response would be, yes, which is a sign of the evolution of the game leaving behind traditional PvP in Crucible. If you look at the numbers now, the 500,000 people that are playing Crucible, 300-something thousand are actual Crucible, and the rest are, 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 are Gambit. Even if you look at the Crucible numbers, traditional Crucible in Destiny is floundering in comparison. It's never been that low. It's getting siphoned from... Players are being siphoned off into Gambit. PvP players, for whatever reason, are either maybe they're deciding to do Gambit because they want to get the new loot, maybe they're deciding to do Gambit because they think it's more fun. I don't know. I don't know. But I think if, if, if Datto's contention is that the Crucible as it exists right now is never going anywhere because of their roots in Halo, Bungie's proving him wrong with their behavior. They're proving him wrong with their behavior. They sat in meetings and they and their vision for the future of Destiny, the turning point of the franchise, the turning point of Destiny 2 is Forsaken. That's the turning point. And their decision is to take out Trials and add Gambit. That's a tectonic shift in philosophy. That is a shift away from PvP. I don't know how people can't see that. They, they planned Forsaken and they basically said do very, very little for Crucible and they invested in Gambit. Holtzman also said they won't get rid of PvP. We'll see. We'll really, really see. I think there's a lot of things I think there's a lot of things working against now that they're self-published they have a lot of reasons to analyze the cost and risk assessment of Crucible does it generate revenue does that side of the player base buy DLCs does that side of the player base are they open to new interpretations of PvP because people are moving toward different styles of PvP it's a dying genre it is that style of PvP is, is, is going away it's not as popular it just isn't there's a lot of reasons for them to say that we don't get good ROI on this. The production that goes into it, the teams, the people that we have to keep employed, the balancing, the patches, the adjustments, the sandbox changes, all of it. All of it. It's so, it, 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 What are we getting on this? What ROI are we getting on this? 
that matters way more than like their roots in Halo at this point. Electric Kitty. Wouldn't it be better to introduce different enemies and better armor? I mean, I'm not, I'm not against that. Kula, what is your opinion on class-specific weapons? I don't like them. I don't. I don't like class-specific weapons. I, it, I don't think that is was ever helpful or good. I didn't like it. Um, I don't know. I love PvP, but I'm scared uh, about how right you are. Nova Bladeworks, thank you so much for the brand new sub. Duck Tricks, did I get your two-month sub a little while ago? I think I did. Overall... 691k for PvE, 598k for Crucible, 395k for Gambit, 210k for Raids. Right, but Duck Tricks, you have to subtract that Gambit number from Crucible. It's inside that number. That 395 is inside that 598. You have to subtract the Gambit number from the Crucible number. Everybody that's told me how those numbers are totaled tell me that you have to subtract Gambit from that Crucible total, which means Crucible's numbers are really freaking low. They're down close to raid engagement numbers. Like, I, that's crazy. If, the, if I've been told correct, and that's how you get your total for Crucible, then that is a low, low number for Crucible. Um, yeah, I don't like class-specific weapons. Annihilator. Maybe poorly worded, so sorry in advance. Do you really need to leave gear behind so long as the perks and guns continue to function at the ceiling of efficiency? Example, I have a DFA. It's a fun gun. It has rampage and drop mag. It meets that ceiling of efficiency. In comes Kindled Orchid with the ability to roll kill clip, rampage, drop mag, and be void. I like it as well and can switch back and forth between them. Well, because it's an energy weapon, though, you lose crit multiplier, so, like, it's actually a weaker weapon. In PvE the kindled orchid is a weaker primary you don't really need a you don't really want your primary for popping shields shields aren't prominent enough it's a weaker weapon because it doesn't get the crit multiplier and to your question i still think it's a lateral upgrade you're not actually having a vertical upgrade it's just a lateral upgrade and in some respects the kindled orchid is weaker than the dfa because you don't get the crit multiplier kinetic weapons get a better crit multiplier when you hit enemies in the head you don't need crit multiplier when you have kill clip and rampage proc at the same time Okay, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. So maybe it's... A, b- but again, it's just an even-steven trade at that point to a certain degree. That's an even-steven trade. It's a lateral upgrade. I think vertical upgrades are more winsome and more motivating. I really do. Anarchy wherever. Has Bungie confirmed on how the weapon drops work in Reckoning? Are the weapons on a rotation? Yeah, there's four weapons for Oryx and then there's four weapons for the two knights. I don't know what the exact pools are. Somebody can put that in chat. The Dawn. What do you think about being able to share loot with friends? No, trading and loot sharing doesn't belong in this game. I'll never sign off on it. I don't like it. Uh, it hurts loot incentive and grind. Uh, Wilhelms. I can see both sides of the loot argument working if you just introduce activity-based perks and give us heroic activities that kind of require those perks to be efficient. This this is contextual power. I don't necessarily disagree with this, so I'd have to see how they implement it to, to sign off on if the, I, I would agree with that being right. Darth Dankness. Uh, Lono, a little off topic, uh, but what do you think Iron Banner's triumph for the uh, Wizened Rebuke is 500 kills? Too much to ask uh, for an average reward while debuffing yourself and having it to get final blows. That's just kind of like a voluntary grind they put in there. I, it, I don't really care about it. Evil the Waffler. Uh, what do you think if they took away leveling so 700 is forever the max and they just add new content so you don't have to worry about infusing anymore? Again, if there's no sense of vertical progression, I think a lot of people check out. It's an RPG. 
It's an RPG with loot. If there's no sense of vertical progression, I think people check out. It's just a static game where you chase guns. Like, you need that sense of vertical, that sense of vertical progression and power increasing. And I think that's one of the reasons why always bringing your year one guns with you that can match the new gear, it just seems silly. Mac 2099. Not only leaving loot, but building on your idea of reusing the Baron fights, they should take all the Baron fights, just the final areas, make it a strike, and call it a gauntlet. Ooh, that sounds fun. I would do that. Sacrificer. Do you think the annual pass DLC abandoning any real story content was a mistake? No, I have actually found the story scenes to be pretty good. The Zur Agent of the Nine stuff, the stuff with Drifter, I don't know. I thought the story elements were pretty, pretty cool. JD Gamer, do you think Bungie is making primary exotics better to use and better to go against? Things like the Lunas and Not Forgotten and Heavy Exotics. I don't know if they're really doing that. There's not really a whole lot of... I mean, the th- you got the th- what the Thorn and the Last Word and the Ace of Spades are all are all strong weapons, but I don't know if they're going to compete against the Lunas and the Not Forgotten. Ace of Spades is pretty good, though. I mean, that's, that's a dominant weapon in PvP right now. Lube Doctor, I apologize if you touched on this already. If weapons were left behind, do you think it would be a good idea to reskin the love guns that players have a hard time leaving behind? Like a breakneck that either looks similar or completely different, but has the same identity. I don't know. We talked about pinnacle weapons always coming with us. Again, I just think you have a problem with the loot pool mushrooming and choking itself, so you don't really care about any of the new stuff. Uh, Mew Mew says, slightly off topic, do you think Malfeasance should have a, been a legendary pinnacle weapon? Yeah, I, I think there's a plenty of exotics that don't belong in the exotic pool, and I think Malfeasance is one of them. Malfeasance should just be a pinnacle legendary weapon. It's so, so difficult to justify using it. The benefits are marginal or super contextual. You gotta stack a whole team, we gotta stack a whole team, and then like, get on a pool, and mouth is so not great unless you use it in a very specific way and I guess that's okay for an exotic but I I would get a ton more use if it was a legendary pinnacle weapon I don't know it would be like the go to weapon loadout for, for gambit and it would be nice it would make sense are you concerned about power creep in your proposed system? No, because you would always be making lateral adjustments. You just wouldn't feel like lateral adjustments because you're you're leaving things behind. So it would feel like a vertical upgrade, but it actually would only really be a lateral upgrade. But again, you're you're kind of playing a, a game of sleight of hand. Yo, what's good, WTF Game Nation? Whooper. How would you feel if Bungie made perks inherently variable uh, numerically, like Diablo, where each perk has a random value percentage? No, people have talked about this before. That has no place in Destiny. If I finally get my god roll, and it's going to have variable stats on it that could make it not as good as your god roll, that's, I don't think that works. DJC. Uh, not sure if this was asked yet. I uh, didn't catch the talk. Would a middle ground be having transmog for armor and guns so that you don't lose the loot entirely? I yeah I don't know I don't like transmog in destiny I don't I don't like transmog a warden's law looks like a warden's law because that's where it came from and if you see somebody with a gun you're like oh what gun is that oh no way that's a uh, that's the six shooter that's literally called six shooter let's just call it a let's call it face melter wow you got a face melter where'd you get that Oh, I got it from the strike. Wait, why does it look like a warden's law? Oh, I transmogged it. Right? I 
it's just like, oh, well, it's a, it's, it's a warden's law, but it's not a warden's law, or it's this or it's that. Like, I just think the identity of weapons gets really muddled with transmog. Fet. Do you think it might be too risky for Bungie to leave gear behind? Bungie doesn't really have the best record of agency with regard to loot pursuit. Right. I, I'm not saying it's ri- I'm not saying it's not risky. I'm saying they'd have to do it in the right way. I didn't just haphazardly say just leave gear behind Bungie. I said leave leave it behind and do it in the right way. Give players agency so they don't feel like it takes forever to get the gun that they want. If they want to get a god roll, that should take a while. But you shouldn't be like I can't get the gun. You should be able to just play the content and get it. Evil Waffler. Sorry, off topic, but the Borderlands teaser called Borderlands Mayhem, which is BR. That would suck. It's not going to be BR. If there's any sort of BR PvP in Borderlands, it's going to be an offshoot thing. They've been working on Borderlands 3 for way too long for them to have seen that BR would be what it is. Fortnite is in its infancy still, and uh, you know it's a year. It's a little bit over a year old. And so as a BR, and Apex just came out, there is almost no way they decided to make that a BR game however many years ago they started production on Borderlands 3. It's delusional to think, I think, that three years ago, or however long ago, four years ago, when they started building the structures and the groundwork and setting things up for Borderlands, that they were like, let's make it a BR. I don't think so. Now, if they saw the success of Fortnite, and in the last year they decided, you know what would be a really good thing? Is to have a BR mode alongside of Borderlands to make it a fully orbed, super popular game. It has great loot pursuit, but it also has bo- like uh, it also has uh, a battle royale. I mean, how many times have we said that the world of Fortnite would make a great RPG? A dungeon, like a dungeon crawler boss fighting loot and chest popping out, equipping different gear. Your 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 character could look so freaking dope. Look at the aesthetics in Fortnite. Fortnite could be an amazing world for an RPG game. Holy frick, I'd play the heck out of that, right? Gearbox, when I say delusional, I'm not saying they couldn't, they couldn't, have added I'm saying I don't think the new Borderlands game is going to be a BR game there's no way they're doing that that game has been waited for for a very very long time it's in been it been in production for a long time it's been in production too long to be a BR game at its core as an offshoot mode maybe maybe because they've got vehicles they've got the insane weapons it could be wild and fun you never know look at Apex it's wild and fun you got classes you got abilities it certainly could have been why this game feels like maybe they pushed it back to add that on. Duplis, does this mean exotic weapons from past seasons get left behind? No, 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 no. Those would persist. Those would persist. I think if they take away our weapons and give us new ones, there's always the fear that the new weapons won't be as good. I've said that they would need to make them better, obviously with the new perks and stuff. That kind of goes without saying at this point. Riz Sid, them taking out trials doesn't necessarily mean they're moving away. It could mean it's similar uh, to their vision of for comp. It's just one season after they took away trials. It's not about how long Trials has been gone. It's about when they took Trials away. When they took Trials away. I skipped your question. I'm sorry. I'm going back. I really liked your discussion of the charm and pizzazz with gear. One example I can think of is class exotic guns. What do you think can be done to bring back the sentiment back into gear in order for it uh, to let go of their old gear? I don't want class specific guns, but I think there's enough class specific exotics and uniqueness that they bring to those play styles. A Phoenix Protocol, Skull of the Dire Ahamkara, Shards, Rigs, um, Ursa Furiosa. These bring a lot of identity to those supers. Uh, so yeah, it's not necessarily how long Trials has been gone. It's when they did it. 
It's when they did it. Forsaken was meant to be the turning point of the franchise, and they said, get rid of Trials. So they take away PvP content. Okay. They take away PvP content, and then they add Gambit. That, to me, feels like a shift. It just feels like a shift. They had all the time they dedicated to building Gambit. They could have been working on making Crucible better, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. That's a shift in philosophy. That's a shift in approach, man. Uh, Snidzak says, What's the reason you don't like class-specific weapons? I just don't like it. It just feels really limiting. I don't like having a gun that's dope that I can only use on a specific character. I just, I don't know. If they did it again, I wouldn't be angry, and I'd probably use the guns if they're good enough. I'd be a hypocrite. (laughs) I would be a hypocrite. KY Bow, do you think with this September's DLC that Bungie will reset light like with the Taken King? I hope they do. I hope they do. Yeah. Make it painful. Make it painful and make it rain. I want them to do that in September. Make it painful and make it rain. Take everything away, upset the established order, and make it rain. Make the loot stupid awesome so nobody even thinks about it. They're like, dude, look at the new perk system they came up with. Look at the new random roll system. Look at the mod system. Look at the player agency. Look how much loot that they've they've, they've added. Do it. Grandpa Blackout. I'm for leaving stuff behind, but the risk is the new stuff can't ha- can have bad perks, and if the new toys... Well, again, you guys are just making... They're not... Why would they do that? Why would they do that? The new weapons would have new perks or at the very least god rolls. They're not going to be like, well, we took away your midnight coup and this new hand cannon uh, has hip fire grip and drop mag. And that's it. Have fun. They wouldn't do that. I think you guys are kind of creating phantoms. Like the, the Bungie, Bungie has had some ineptitude lately with certain things, but there's literally no way they would take away strong weapons and add crap, terrible, awful weapons to replace. Even when you look at Season of the Forge, all the possible roles, Ringing Nail has a great role, Orchid has a great role, Blast Furnace has a great role, the Bow has a great role, the Machine Gun can get a great role, all those guns can get great roles. The Scout Rifle in the Raid, the Sniper, the Shotgun, the Fusion Rifle, they can all get really, really great roles. Even those new weapons had great roles on them. They, none, of them none of them were scrubby weapons. They're just not that impressive because they're lateral upgrades, not vertical upgrades. Would a middle ground be a quest or grind to be to bring the weapon back in order to hit max level? I yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you have got to hit a point. You have got to hit a point where things are left behind. I firmly believe that. I firmly believe it. Please tell me you were invited to the summit. Your ideas are great. Bungie thinks my ideas are great because they implement a lot of them into the game, but I, I've not been invited to the summit, no. <laughs> so I'm going to end here. We're going to do another talk in Q&A, so don't go anywhere. If you're here live and you enjoyed this talk, click the follow button on my Twitch channel. That's a little heart button. That helps support me. That's a free thing to do that supports the channel. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, subscribe to these podcasts. Share them where you think people might like them. Hit the like button or the subscribe button on YouTube. As always, I appreciate you listening and watching in all the other sources. Please like, share, and subscribe.